This is Point of Scale, the podcast covering disruption, innovation, and what is happening next in the world of retail. From transactional security to omnichannel enablement, what does it mean? Why is it important? The world of retail is evolving. Hear why from the people who are making it happen. This is Point of Scale, presented by MarketScale. Hello and welcome. This is Point of Scale presented by MarketScale. I am your host, James Preble. Thank you so much for being with us today. Point of Scale is a podcast dedicated to diving into the innovation, products, and organizations that are shaping our daily buying experiences. From the in-store experience to e-commerce, we cover it all straight from the leaders and experts that are making it happen. On today's episode, every day across the globe, billions of shoppers are making billions of purchases. Today, especially here in the U.S. and North America, those purchases are increasingly cashless transactions. Shoppers tap a credit card, a smartphone, or perhaps another digital device and off they go. Behind this simple transaction is an incredibly complex network of products, systems, and regulations that enable this modern convenience. Joining Point of Scale to shed some light on compliance and standardization in in cashless transactions, I'd like to welcome today's incredible guest to the show, Carly Furman, CEO of NIAX North America. Carly joins us today from beautiful Hunt Valley, Maryland, just outside of Baltimore. She has been with NIAX for nine years serving as previously as CFO for a NIAX subsidiary before stepping into her current role as CEO of NIAX North America. Uh, Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Perfect. Thank you. Well, to get started, for our listeners who may be unfamiliar with NIAX and the innovative work that your organization is doing, tell us a little bit about your organization. Sure. So, um, so NIAX, we've been around since 2005. Um, we are a publicly traded company on the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange as of last year. And soon to be, we will be also a publicly traded company on NASDAQ. Uh, we are currently in over 60 countries, and at the heart of it, NIAX, um, we are, are in the unattended uh, retail industry. So we are a full cashless service provider, meaning we're doing the clearing, all the certifications, providing our best-in-class hardware, um, remote managing, um, and cellular communication for any kind of unattended retail service or item. Um, that someone would like to take the best-in-class cashless payments for. So think, of course, the standard food and beverage vending machines, uh, EV chargers, um, kitty amusement rides, unattended car washes, um, all of the unattended kiosks that we all see popping up. Um, so it's a really exciting space to be in. Um, and, you know, like I said, so NIACs really are our kind of niche and, our, and what we're known for is this unattended, unattended cashless payment acceptance. Um, but really it's, it's about democratizing the, the payment experience for retailers from both small to enterprise customers that we work with. And as that, you know, as you know, we all have heard of omni-channel payments um, and, you know, that kind of omni-channel um, uh, retail environment, you know, the, the NIAX footprint is actually kind of organically 
and inorganically growing beyond just unattended, unattended retail into other facets of retail. So it's a really exciting space to be in. It is, and congratulations on the news about the IPO. That is exciting stuff as well. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. And so, Carly, I mentioned at the top of this show, it, it kind of seems like overnight these cashless transactions just became a part of our everyday life and is a convenience that we are uh, you know, so used to now. But I, I talked a little bit about um, that system behind those simple interactions based, you know, just off convenience and, and how complicated that is in the background that the consumer may not be aware of. Um, one of these key standardizations that enables cashless transactions are called is called EMV. Uh, for those of our listeners who may not know how important this standardization is or what EMV even is, could you give us a, sort of a, a brief insight into what that technology is? Sure. And I'd like to say that I think um, we're doing our job here correctly if it does feel simple and, and you know, seamless to make a cashless transaction, especially in an unattended environment, which is one of the more complex um, uh, payment infrastructures since you are having to transact um, in a card present environment without actually a, a, a person or an attendant physically being there. So, um, so to your point, EMV. So what is EMV? So EMV is basically the standard. It's actually not a new standard. It's been around um, for, for quite a while, over 10 years, um, but really is gaining or has gained traction in the U.S. and for good reason. So if you think of your credit card, you know, take your credit card out of your wallet and, you know, flip it over and there is, you know, a stripe, you know, that swipe on the back of it. So that's a magnetic stripe. And that magnetic stripe is, is what, um, uh, consumers have been used to paying with, um, especially in the U.S., um, as the primary uh, way to actually um, present your card at a POS terminal. Um, and that stripe, you know, when you swipe a card per se, that stripe in it has static information. So the static information is in that swipe. And so when you go and swipe your card, that information would be um, the credit card number, the expiration date, the three-digit security card, and that, not, that information is not encrypted. So when consumers would go and swipe it, since it would just be transmitting that information from the card directly to the POS, and it made it very easy to um, for fraudsters to lift that information. Um, that's where you know you know you've heard of skimmers before. So with EMV, there is the chip on the front of that card, and that chip allows for each time a transaction is um, paid with you know through an EMV method. You can kind of think of it almost as as the the road that the transaction is going on. You can either insert the chip into a reader or tap a credit card um, and if it has the chip in NFC technology, it then is sending the transaction details and the card details with a dynamic um, one-time transaction ID. So instead of having that legacy Stripe information, which is you know sending that just you know static information, it's a dynamic um, and, and encrypted uh, uh, card information. All of that packed into just that tiny little chip on your credit card. All about that, that chip. All about that, that chip. Which, which you're right. In the U.S., kind of, it seemed to appear overnight. We, you know, our card might have expired. We got our new card in the mail, and suddenly there was this microchip on it. And you know, 
here in the U.S. at least, we had no idea what to do with it, but uh, it is it is making these trans transactions safer because of that technology. One hundred percent, and you know, I think especially when you think of unattended retail, um, you know, where there's really no better place for someone, you know, uh, to actually put a skimmer on a POS in an unattended environment, right, where there literally is not an attendant there to kind of watch over um, that POS. You know, think of. Um, Think of if you're going to be putting air in your tires at a gas station, right, in the middle of the night. You know, these are unmanned, if you will, um, you know, machines with, you know, this highly um, sensitive data, credit card information being accepted. So really, you know, having this EMV protocol um, and technology being able, you know, to be implemented is, is quite crucial for, for um, uh, consumers to feel safe when they're making payments. Um, and, it, and, you know, again, I think it's been a push-pull to a little bit. Like you said, there had to be the cards that had to be EMV enabled. There also had to be the retailers understanding um, why they needed to embrace EMV technology and also the POS providers like NIACs um, who also were able to give that kind of technology. In the case of NIACs, um, we're a payment solution provider. So we're not just giving a terminal. We're handling all of the certifications with the bank, the relationship with the card brands, um, ensuring that, you know, um, with EMV, it's there's there's several different complexities. You know, there's L1, L2, L3 certifications. It can just kind of go on and on. But again, the end result is that it should be a smooth, seamless, and secure um, payment experience for the end consumer. Well, th that um, that illustration is is lends me perfectly into my next question because the the technological the physical technological progression that is on a cart kind of seems natural, right? Like everything we else that we have in our life that year after year it it ideally gets a little bit better, but specifically with with credit cards and with credit card transactions. There are so many stakeholders, and, and you listed them out there, that are involved in this transaction happening. So how, how are these standards of compliance like EMV, you know, balanced across all of these stakeholders and, uh, you know, in different countries where there are different laws as well? Kind of give us a little insight into that, that complicated process. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're talking about credit cards, too, it's a great example, right, you know, of the the cliche, um, the whole is greater than the sum of the of the parts, right? You know, we have seen, you know, there's times where people um, or, or, you know, retailers, um, you know, you know, they think, okay, you know, you know, you can get a, a device, you can then, you know, I guess you, you know, form a relationship with the bank, you get it certified, you know, oh, there's, you know, in unattended, there's, um, you know, you have to have 4G communication, um, there is a relationship, of course, with the card brands, and then, of course, making sure, you know, you have, um, um, you know, the issuing and the acquiring side, that there's no chargeback liabilities. Um, but, you know, when you, if you're not um, an expert in this payment space, especially, you know, again, when we're talking about unattended, um, we're on top of it too, you have PCI compliance, um, it ends up being very complicated and really kind of convoluted. Um, it's hard to keep up with the security standards as well as ensure that, you know, you're having a payment experience that is quick and seamless for the consumer and also positive for the um, for the retailer. So this is where using a payment solution provider, right, like NIACS, um, really comes into play, right? I mean, we are the experts 
experts in the field. So really with seamless onboarding, I mean, you know, even when you're talking about accepting payments, right, you have KYC, you know your customer, you have AML, we all have to have, you know, the government compliance side to it. There's a security side to it. So someone like Nyx, right, when you're um, utilizing us for your cashless payment acceptance, it's not just about that piece of that terminal, right? It's the easy onboarding. It's the um, the assurance that you're going to be able to take all and any available payment methods in all ways that consumers want to pay, right? Whether it's going to be alternative payment methods as well, like QR codes. Um, so we kind of solve, you know, all of those issues from A to Z. We are the one, um, you know, kind of person you have to speak to and solve all those pain points. Because I'm sure that even, uh, you know, most merchants uh, who go about using these purchases in their daily lives, uh, aren't thinking about that complex uh, ecosystem that is existing behind this transaction. So, and they shouldn't be, right? You shouldn't be. You should exactly. be worried about selling your products and your services and running your business. So, but there are laws, and there are, you know, government right? compliance. Yeah, and I, uh, I that's that's uh, illuminating. It re it really is um, when you think about what is truly going on when you you know insert that that chip. And you mentioned unattended retail, and I I actually have a have a you know, you talked about it being um, seamless, easy, and, you know, we're not even thinking about it once the transaction's over. That That is so crucial to this, but with unattended retail, and, and you said it perfectly, we're introducing that extra level of risk because it's unattended. There's not a uh, store representative who is making sure that their, um, their point of sales uh, terminals are not being tampered with. How do these standardizations and um, companies like NIACs who are staying at the forefront of all of this, how do they you know, continue to evolve with the threats as uh, they try to meet the technological uh, breakthroughs that have stymied them for a period of time? Sure. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is what we do, right? This is what, you know, our, our, our name is based on, right? Is ensuring compliance and security and staying up to date, right? So this is why we have the relationships with the car brands, with the banks. This is why we have um, entire regulatory rate, uh, um, uh, regulatory arm of our business. Um, and that's for over 800 people. Um, over a third of us are are in the R&D side of it, right? So, you know, from the embedded side, um, payment acceptance, the payment teams, app teams, compliance teams, um, you know, you're right, it's challenging. And, and that's why um, a payment solution provider or PSP, um, as sometimes um, uh, companies like NIAX are called, um, really are the, the best, um, the most efficient, the most economical. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not only about, you know, your, your payment acceptance really is about also being able to accept the most type of payments to see that lift in revenue, right? You, you know, at the end of the day too, um, you know, one of the things I, I realized, I don't think I even touched on about the importance of EMB is that it's, you know, the security is, is, is crucial, of course, but it's also you have a higher acceptance rate when taking a credit card um, through um, EMV protocol. So, you know, at the end of the day, right, you can't really sell your products and services and, you know, your goods as a retailer unattended or not, if you can't give people an easy and efficient way to pay that actually ends up in a successful transaction. Perfect. No, I, I, I appreciate that, that answer. And it's, uh, I mean, it, it truly is just, just fascinating because I think that um, this is one of those modern conveniences that appear in our lives and we just take for granted on a daily basis. I, I actually uh, have an, a, a NIAC story that's near and dear to my heart. 
I was a, a young dad traveling with my child and forgot wet wipes. And there was a, a NIAX-enabled vending machine, thank God, in the in the uh, DF, uh, DFW airport. So, uh, you know, but it, you're correct. It was just that simple that with the crying kid in my arm, I could make that transaction. I was the hero for the day because I was the villain who had forgot to pack the wet wipes before, of course. So. <laughs> it happens. Exactly. But I, I think that it, it's it's not overstating it to say that the vast majority of consumers aren't aren't thinking about all that's going on until right, of course, the the, the tragedy happens and there's a, a data breach or their card has been, uh, you know, somehow, uh, you know, hacked in a way. Uh, and that's that's when uh, we're thinking about it constantly. And so this is, you know, a little bit, um, you know, Outside of the physical retail world, there are also these transactions that are going on in uh, the e-commerce space as well. And people making transactions from apps that are hooked into their, their credit card. And uh, how are standardizations and compliances dealing with those sort of transactions as well, where um, information is being broadcasted through the internet rather than through a physical transmitter? Yeah, you know, that's the interesting thing, right, about digital payments, right, is that there are so many different, every, you know, digitization of payments is so varied. Um, you know, like you said, you know, e-com and app payments, but, you know, even when you're looking at app, right, there is, you know, true, you know, e-commerce, but still having a stored card, you know, like a, um, you know, Apple Pay or Google Wallet or these closed loop apps. So, you know, that's it's a very um, varied ecosystem, but also a very tight knit ecosystem of the payments. And really at the core of it, right, is about making sure that you're having security um, um, through, um, uh, you know, standardization and utmost compliance, ensuring that you're having the highest acceptance rate of any and all available payment methods. And consumers are doing, or excuse me, retailers are doing what is needed to ensure that they are um, having the highest um, uh, percentage of revenue um, acceptance, whether they're selling online or um, through a card present um, transaction, either a retail or an unattended retail environment through partnering with the, um, you know, experts in those space. So, you know, NIAX, we also um, are in the e-com space and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's ever changing, um, but at the same time, completely um, um, uh, connected um, when it's coming to, of course, you know, the security side. Right, it's that true omni-channel experience, right? We 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 want those that that payment to be recognized, regardless of how we are making that that purchase. And it's it's so important for for merchants these days to be able to provide that seamless experience, whether people are shopping online or in a physical environment. So, um, you know, being able to seamlessly tie all that information together is crucial as well. For sure. Perfect. Perfect. And so. You know, we we have now what you know, these these smart chips within our credit card. Now we have wearable tech and um, you know digital transactions where we can make those payments even a, in a physical space. Uh, you can tap your wrist, and now that your your smart device is your credit card as well. Where is the future? And for a an executive, a leader in this industry like you, who has to always be thinking about what's next. You know, what is the what's next, uh, either from an exciting standpoint or, you know, what is the uh, the coming down the pipeline uh, in the world of cashless transactions? 
I think there's several different, you know, uh, things, um, you know, that we can look at. You know, on one hand, you know, I think you touched on omni-channel, right? Really being able to create a unified and cohesive um, purchasing experience for when someone pays online, when they pay in, you know, when they put air in their tires, like we said, they get a, a you know, a soft drink at the airport um, or, you know, go um, charge an EV car, right? So really kind of having that connected experience that also um, translates into utilizing that, you know, the, the, the data and consumer experience for a more unified um, uh, 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 um, payment acceptance, if you will. Um, you know, I think that's you know, one side that's very exciting with seeing you know, how omni-channel really is, is working out. The second, of course, is with that kind of opportunity comes increased security risks, right? So that's you know, always at the forefront of us is to ensure that we are um, at at you know cutting edge in terms of providing the most secure and reliable um, uh, payment acceptance um, for our, our consumers um, or I should say for our merchants and their end consumers. And then I think you know third is all the cool emerging um, ways to pay, right? So alternative payment methods, you know, whether in the you know for the rest of the world it's not that new, but for the US, um, you know, it, it's becoming um, more accepted is you know QR code payments, right? Dynamic or static, you know, being able to now, you know, um, um, uh, except, um, you know, Asian, you know, Asian alternative payment methods, um, you know, uh, on, on an unattended retail location. So these are all things that, you know, as we're looking to, you know, you know, where the future holds, um, you know, it's varied. Perfect. Perfect. And something, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to dig a little deeper into and, you know, I noticed this sort of just as a consumer visiting Europe, everyone had these, uh, this was about 10, 12 years ago or so, everyone had these smart credit card chips. Mine still had the old magnetic strip on it. Then suddenly my next new card had the chip in it. And, and you mentioned as well with some of the other uh, payments, uh, cashless payment solutions that the, the US seems to be a step or a half step behind on adopting these capabilities. Is there, is there a reason for that in your opinion? Is it just because it's such a, a big giant market to tackle that it's, it's always a little bit slower? Or well, you know, what in your opinion is, is driving that, uh, that slowed length of adoption? I think, you know, I think, I think just the scale of the U.S., right, does make it difficult. Um, you know, a great example is, you know, you mentioned Europe, right? So if you go to the U.K. now or even down to Australia, right, um, you know, the majority, 90% plus of the, of the transactions are contactless, right? Tapping a EMV credit card um, or paying with mobile phone. Here in the U.S., we've seen a huge acceleration um, post-COVID, A, because of the true contactless nature of um, tapping um, a payment method, and B, also because the acceleration from the card brands um, and the issuing banks with being able to get contactless cards out into the market. But, um, you know, that's a great example, right? We're in the U.S. It's only actually this year in unattended retail, kind of, you know, we're, we're getting into the, the end of it now, where um, in order to still take a contactless payment, um, you're going to have to go through an EMV credit card. So still using that, di that dynamic um, chip in the card 
via transmitting it via NFC um, through that that legacy mag stripe. So again, you know, that's just one example where you know it's a little bit of guess chicken in the egg, right? You have to have the the issuers getting the cards out, you know, that which also came from a push from the card brands. It took a little bit of consumers also having to be nudged, um, you know, and re-educated, and of course also then having a nudge having to you know happen through retailers that they could actually have the technology, the POSs in both a retail and unattended retail um, environment to actually take those kind of transactions. So, you know, nothing is can ever be that easy, but um, we're get, we're getting there in the U.S. Right. There's a lot of people that it, it, it's it's not just one party that has to adopt it. It's just so many parties that have to adopt it in lockstep. For sure. Perfect. Well, Carly, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. This has all been incredibly interesting and incredibly illuminating. If your company is looking for a payment solutions partner like NIAX to help elevate their payment solutions uh, on the retail level and at unattended retail, I would encourage you to check out NIAX.com to find out how they can partner with your organization today. And if your organization is looking for a podcast like Point of Scale, please be sure to check us out at marketscale.com. Well, Carly, thank you again. And once more, I am your host of Point of Scale, James Preble. Thank you again for joining us today.